Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and uh, I don't have any news and views for you today from a West Texans biblical point of view, but I do have uh, the Word of God for you guys. If you're joining me, uh, we are reading through the Bible, the Chronological Bible, the one-year Chronological Bible, and the New Living Translation. Um, thanks y'all so much for um, joining me um, on this trip through the Bible. If you hear the little heater in the background, it's because it is still uber, uber cold here uh, in uh, the state of Texas where I live up here in the Panhandle. Uh, very cold below zero, so we're cold. And uh, if you hear a little bit of purring, uh, that is this Frank Stephen Mitchell um, sitting here with me, my little cat. Um, not feeling so well today. Um, I think I'm getting some sinus stuff or whatever. So if you guys have, would pray for me, I sure would um, appreciate that so much because um, I don't want to miss a day reading through the Word of God. Um, so let's go ahead and jump to it while I still have my voice. Okay, so we're going to read Joseph Interprets Two Dreams. Um, and then the death of Isaac, uh, and then of course Joseph is made ruler in Egypt, and we're going to read, it looks like, uh, let me double check here, Genesis chapter 40, uh, Genesis a uh, little bit of 35, the end of 35, and then we're going to read um, uh, chapter 40, 41, um, and I believe that's it today, so we're going to head on through on this chronological Bible while I still can. So today we're in Genesis chapter 40 verses 1 through 23. And this happened about 1887 or 1721 BC. That's before Christ. So let's go for it, you guys. So sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended their royal master. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of the captain of the guard. They remained in prison for quite some time, and the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, who looked after them. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night, and each uh, dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? he asked them, and they replied, We both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead. And tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a grapevine in front of me. The vine had three branches and began to bud and blossom. And soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand. So I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. And then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as his chief cupbearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison. But I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given the first dream such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. In my dream, there were three baskets of white pastries stacked on my head. The top basket contained all kinds of pastries for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head. This is what the dream means, Joseph told him. The three baskets also represent three days. 
Three days from now, Pharaoh will lift you up and impale your body on a pole. Then birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled the chief baker just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dream. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. The death of Isaac, Genesis 35, verses 28 to 29. This happened about 1886 or 1720 BC. Isaac lived for 180 years and he breathed his last and died at a ripe old age, joining his ancestors in death. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Pharaoh's dreams. This is Genesis chapter 41, verses 1 through 36. Happened about 1885 or 1719 BC. Uh, BC I'm sorry. Two years had passed since Joseph had interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker. Two full years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. In his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. Then he saw seven more cows come up behind them from the Nile, but these were scrawny and thin. These cows stood beside the fat cows on the riverbank. Then the scrawny, thin cows ate the seven healthy, fat cows. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up. But he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain, plump and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. And these thin heads swallowed up the seven plump, well-formed heads. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dream, so he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told them his dreams, not one of them could tell him what they meant. Finally, the king's chief cupbearer spoke up. Today I have been reminded of my failure, he told Pharaoh. Some time ago you were angry with the chief baker and me, and you imprisoned us in a place, uh, you imprisoned us in the palace of the captain of the guard. One night the chief baker and I each had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. There was a young Hebrew man with us in the prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he told us what each of our dreams meant. And everything happened just as he predicted. I was restored to my position as cupbearer and the chief baker was executed and impaled on a pole. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once and he was quickly brought from the prison. After he shaved and changed his clothes, he went in and stood before Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night and no one can tell me what it means, but I have heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dream. In my dream, he said, I was standing on the bank of the Nile River, and I saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. But then I saw seven sick-looking cows, scrawny and thin, come up after them. I've never seen such sorry-looking animals in all the land of Egypt. These thin, scrawny cows ate the seven fat cows, but afterwards you wouldn't have known it, for they were still as thin and scrawny as before. Then I woke up. In my dream, I also saw seven heads of grain, full and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were blighted, shriveled, and withered by the east wind. 
and the shriveled heads swallow the seven healthy heads. I told these dreams to the magicians, but no one could tell me what they mean. Joseph responded, But a Pharaoh's dream mean the same both the Pharaoh dream dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The seven healthy cows and the seven healthy heads of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. The seven thin, scrawny cows that came up later in the seven thin heads of grain withered by the east wind represent seven years of famine. This will happen just as I have described it, for God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land of Egypt, but afterward there will be seven years of famine so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. This famine will be so severe that even the memory of the good years will be erased. As for having two similar dreams, it means that these events have been decreed by God, and he will soon make them happen. Therefore, Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one-fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouses. Store it away and guard it so there will be food in the cities. That way there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land of Egypt. Otherwise, the famine will destroy the land. Joseph made ruler of Egypt. This is Genesis chapter 41, verses 37 through 57. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, Can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or, as, or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen, and he dressed him in fine linen clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. Then he asked, or I'm sorry, then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second in command. And wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, Kneel down! So, so Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all Egypt. And Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Then Pharaoh gave Joseph a new Egyptian name, Zaphonath Paneah. He also gave him a wife whose name was Asenath. She was the daughter of Potiphar, the priest of On. So Joseph took charge of the entire land of Egypt. He was 30 years old when he began serving in the court of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And when Joseph left Pharaoh's presence, he inspected the entire land of Egypt. As predicted, for seven years the land produced bumper crops. During those years, Joseph gathered all the crops grown in Egypt and stored the grain from the surrounding fields in the cities. He piled up huge amounts of grains like sand on the seashore. Finally, he stopped keeping records because there was too much to measure. During this time, before the first of the famine years, two sons were born to Joseph and his wife, Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, the priest of On. And Joseph named his older son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and everyone in my father's family. Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. 
At last, the seven years of bumper crops throughout the land of Egypt came to an end. Then the seven years of famine began. Just as Joseph had predicted, the famine also struck all the surrounding countries. But throughout Egypt, there was plenty of food. Eventually, however, the famine spread throughout the land of Egypt as well. And when the people cried out to Pharaoh for food, he told them, Go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. So with severe famine everywhere, Joseph opened up the storehouses and distributed grain to the Egyptians. For the famine was severe throughout the land of Egypt. And people from all around came to Egypt to buy grain and Joseph or to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe throughout the world. So guys, what a wonderful, wonderful stories. Oh my goodness. It's getting good. Tomorrow, if the Lord wills it, and I feel up to it, I pray I do, we'll finish, uh, well not finish, but we'll go on to January the 16th, and we're going to talk about Joseph, and Joseph's brothers go to Egypt, oh that's exciting, and of course the brothers return to Egypt, and then of course a feast uh, at Joseph's palace, and of course Joseph's silver cup, if you guys remember Benjamin and all of that, and of course Judah speaks for his brothers, and Joseph finally reveals his identity to his brothers, oh my goodness, it's going to be so exciting tomorrow. Oh, man. I tell you what. The Bible is so wonderful, exciting, and, event and adventurous. Oh, my goodness. The Word of God is just such a blessing. And uh, I hope this is blessing you guys as much as it blesses me. And thank you all so much for, um, for just you know listening in and going through this trip through the Bible with me. I sure do. I sure do appreciate it, and I pray that the Lord will bless each and every one of you guys. Um, anyway, with that, guys, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. You never know, guys. Tonight could be the night that the Lord calls us home. Wherever you may be listening to at this time, it could be the daytime or the morning. So maybe now it could be the day that the Lord calls us home. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, don't wait another moment. Today is the day of salvation, God says. Repent and ask Christ to, to save you from your sins. Thank you all so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for the glorious return of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ.